it's time to light it up. My name is Matt Hallisey, and welcome to the Sales Cheat Code Podcast, the only sales podcast where we learn how to effortlessly land more clients than you can handle by doing the exact opposite of what we were taught to do. How do we do this? By not provoking people to give us objections, because what we're doing reminds them of all the other pushy salespeople they've had try to sell them using the same tired tactics that they learn from mainstream sales trainers. Instead, we introduce you to the sales cheat code, the instinctive reactions deeply programmed inside all of us that make people automatically want to buy from us. The crazy thing is, you don't need to have any talent or experience to enjoy these results. You just have to know the cheat code. All right, in our episode today, we have one of my favorite topics we're going to cover today. And this is going to be the polar opposite of a couple things you've learned in your sales training, at least in your mainstream sales training. But this is something where once you divert off the path that these mainstream sales trainers are trying to take you on, you're going to start to see some insane abundance going on. Now, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about the myth of qualifying your prospects. Now, in every sales program that I've ever seen, it could be a book or a video series or one of those onboarding sales training programs that they have, or maybe even their once a year rehash of their sales training. One of the hallmarks of every sales training was this concept of the need to qualify your prospects. And on its face, it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, if you have somebody and you never met them before, you're calling them up, you're knocking on a door, you're meeting them in a networking group, or maybe even somebody visits your website or emails you, could be even a referral. I mean, how do you even know that they're qualified to have your product? I mean, what if you're an insurance agent and you're selling car insurance? You don't, you know, you kind of need to know if they have a car, right? Or if, you know, do they need renter's insurance? Or do they have a home they own that they would have homeowner's insurance? I mean, it really makes sense that you'd want to qualify your prospects. And even beyond that, you'd want to make sure that they have money. So like, if they're going to buy a house, do they have a down payment? You know, I mean, if you're a real estate agent, the first question you're going to have if they're going to buy a house is, you know, do they have a down payment? Are they really serious? I mean, there's a number of areas where you're saying to yourself, I need to qualify these people to make sure that they're worth my time. Makes sense, right? Well, the problem is it makes too much sense. And what you're doing is you are tripwiring your prospects. And what I mean by that is these prospects are not operating in a vacuum. And you are not the first salesperson that they've ever run into. So whatever you're doing that's coming out of a sales training class is not, is going to be I don't know, about the 980,000th time they've heard it. And they've been so inundated with it, they, they already have automatic defense mechanisms to shoot you down. Because they're time management. They've seen it a million times before, and they don't really have time to sit here and get in with you. It's old, it's boring, it's dull, it's, it's, it's played out. And so their subconscious mind is going to automatically shoot you down. And that's the thing. It's, it's not even their fault. It's not even like somebody looks at you and says, oh, he's prospecting. Oh, he's, 
he's trying to qualify me. Well, if that's the case, then I'm just going to be bitter and I'm going to shoot him down. It doesn't work like that. All the objections that you get when you're qualifying somebody are purely on autopilot. In other words, it's subconscious. And the reason is when you're trying to qualify your prospect, what it does is it trips this tripwire in their subconscious mind that tells them, look out, red alert, DEFCON 5, a sales pitch is coming. Now, they know a sales pitch is coming, they just don't know how hard of a sell it is. And that DEFCON 5 warning that's going off is not going off because they're preparing for this low-key sales presentation. It's going off because they think that they're going to have a timeshare level, cancel your gym membership type of sales conversation, and they need to protect their person at all costs. And so there you have the bullets in the gun, bullets being their objections, all ready to go. They're going to play the greatest hits. They're going to play all the objections that they know work. And what's happening is you're sitting here trying to respond to this in in good nature, doing what you've always been taught is, is to overcome objections. But these people are in like defend the homeland karate stance mode. They're never going to let you win because they don't want to have to go through this timeshare sale slash I need to cancel my gym membership hassle that seems like it's never going to end. And every time they bring an objection up, you come up with a reason why they're wrong. And this happens over and over again. And first of all, nobody wants to be wrong. Second of all, every time they have an objection and you try to tell them that they're wrong and, you, and they come up with another objection and you tell them they're wrong, eventually they're going to realize this person just doesn't get it. And so the level of anger and frustration is going to go up and they're, they're either going to ghost you or they're going to blow you out, meaning they're going to put you on blast. And it comes down to a simple reason is that when people are giving you an objection, it's not some hidden thing where they're playing this dance and they, they really want you to come up with this great overcoming objection strategy that you have and they're, then they're going to want to buy from you. It doesn't work like that. They're giving you an objection because they don't want to buy from you. They're seeing what you're doing reminds them of all the other people that they've met where they realize this was the worst waste of my time and I never want to go through this ever again. And it reminds me of this one girl, Carla, that I used to sort of date. And Carla, if you're listening, you're not going to like this very much, where I ended up realizing, man, I got to break things off with her. I just need to cut things off clean. And I tried to break up with her and it, no joke, took three hours. Three hours. Like there's no reason it should ever take three hours. But it was just like the movie that would never end. And, and I tried to be nice in the beginning. And then I kind of had to be a little bit more stern. And finally, I just was not being polite at all. And it, we're just going to cut, we're just going to cut things off. Like it's over. And I just realized, man, at the end of that, I never, ever, ever want to go through that experience ever again. And I'm not going to be the like super nice guy in the beginning. I'm just going to cut to the chase. This isn't working. End it. I'm not taking any feedback and we're ending the conversation. And that's what people do in sales. The first couple times when people are exposed to somebody in your industry, they're going to be nice to you. And eventually they're just going to, if you're not getting the hint, they're going to 
kind of move up in more frustration. But when you're person number two and three and four and five, and God knows if you're person 1000, they're going to skip the niceties and they're either going to ghost you or going to blow you out. And typically this happens to people who are in commodity industries. So insurance agents, telemarketers, real estate agents, financial advisories, product distributors, things like that, where people are just going to skip the niceties and they're just either going to hang up on you, give you the cold shoulder or ghost you. And so the source of all this, going back to this, is this concept of qualifying your prospect. All you're doing is telling them, hey, guess what? I'm gonna remind you of all the other really horrible hard sell experiences that you've ever had before. Now, you're not saying that overtly, and, and I'm sure most people are not saying that consciously, but that is the message that's going out. You may send a message of, I'm genuinely trying to figure out if you're worth my time, and that message is being translated into buyer ease, for lack of a better term, of DEFCON 5. And what happens is you end up struggling in sales. And you start to think, well, the reason I'm not closing sales is because I'm not very good at overcoming objections. But I'm going to bust a myth for you here. Nobody's good at overcoming objections. And the reason is because people don't like to be proven wrong. If they have an objection, and let's say you do overcome it, you win and they lose. And no one likes that. And so in the end, the next day, they wake up and realize, man, I lost. And this guy won. And he's got my money. And I'm not even sure if I'm going to get what I paid for. Maybe it's going to be terrible. Maybe I'm going to get this really crappy quality thing instead of it. And I'm going to look like an idiot. So guess what you do? You pick up the phone or you get online and you email them or call them and you cancel. And that's the source of buyer's remorse. Nobody's going to tell you that, but that's exactly what it is. And it all is sourced out with the fact that if you overcome an objection and you get the sale, you're at a very high risk of having somebody cancel on you because they start to realize that you won and they lost. Now, I know some of you guys are listening to this thinking, okay, smart guy. Well, if that doesn't work, what do you got that's going to work? Well, my answer is actually really simple. Instead of trying to qualify the prospect and tipping them off and reminding them of every single bad sales experience they've ever had, we're going to go George Costanza and we're going to do the exact opposite. We're going to disqualify our prospects. And what I mean by that is we're the same thing where people feel like I don't want to be hard sold and somebody's going to try to impose a product on me. When you disqualify your prospect, what you're doing them is you're basically telling them that they can't have it. And the thing is, people always want what they cannot have. Everybody knows that adage. People always want what they cannot have. And so with that, we're gonna we're not just gonna come out and say you can't have it. Nah 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 you can't have it. No, it's not like that. But we're gonna indicate that we're not really comfortable selling it to them and we're going to pair it with a mental trigger that we call the reason why. And so we're going to tell them, you know, we have this product, but it's only for people who make X amount or it's only for people who have been in their job for this much or it's only for people that it depends on what you do for a living that live in this neighborhood or it's only for people who X, Y, and Z. And that's the details of this are for another, another podcast. But the idea is 
we're indicating that the product we have is for people of equality just slightly, not tons above, but just slightly above where we perceive that person. And so people are going to want to be a part of that. It's the same reason when you see a crowd of people on the sidewalk, you're immediately going to walk over and try to figure out what is going on. Why are these people all congregating here? And it could be for something really stupid or it could be something really cool. But in the end, we always have to look because we don't want to feel like we're missing out, that we just totally walked by something and we had a chance to meet a celebrity, for example. So when we disqualify a prospect, we're inverting this presupposition they have that I'm up here on the value list and this salesperson is way down here on the value list and I'm just politely looking down at them realizing that I'm happy that I don't buy from them. But when you disqualify them, you're switching those places and they realize, wait a minute, I'm not eligible for this? I can't have this? And it immediately triggers this sense of scarcity in their mindset and they start to do anything for it. It's the reason Black Friday exists, is they would have people where they'd say, okay, you can go to the store and you can get this TV for like 80% off, but you have to be one of the first four people in the store. And so it used to be they would go out on Friday, but now it bleeds into Thanksgiving. And people will literally leave their family in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner to go stand in line in the cold to hopefully be able to spend 500 bucks on a product that they probably would have got anyway. But this sense of scarcity of you have to do something slightly or extremely inconvenient maybe even to get this, what you're telling them is they're inferring that if you do nothing, it's if the world exists with no changes from where it is right now and you don't do anything, then you're not getting it and you're going to miss out. So the idea is in sales, when you disqualify your prospect, instead of triggering that sense of, oh my gosh, DEPCON 5, I got to avoid this hard sale experience that I'm, I'm on the brink of having to endure, you're actually triggering a scarcity response inside them that makes them feel like, even without any justification at this point, that they might have to do something to be able to not miss out on this. And then when you actually flesh that out and make it very clear and, and very pointedly why the problems in their life will keep going or maybe even getting worse if they don't do anything, you're offering them an option out, but you're ready to kind of close the door on Noah's Ark and not let you in, but they kind of have to knock on that Ark door and give you a reason to consider letting you in the Ark. And there's a more advanced level strategies on how to actually do this. But to understand initially, if you're qualifying your prospects, all you're doing is encouraging them to treat you like all the other people that they shot down. But if you actually turn that on its head and do the opposite, you're actually triggering a scarcity response inside them. And it allows you to start programming them and giving them a roadmap of exactly what to do to satisfy or to satiate that scarcity response so they feel like, oh my gosh, thank God, I almost missed out on this. And instead of you having to push people to, to buy from you, they actually will be clamoring for you to let them buy from you. It's that simple. So until our next episode, we will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today on the Sales Cheat Code Podcast. 
you've just taken the crucial step to improve the trajectory of your life, not just in sales, but in every area of your life. The path to your new destiny has only just begun. You're already ahead of 99% of your competition because you've discovered the cheat code to sales and to finally take control of your life and claim your new destiny. Now it's time to cash in. To head over to thesalescheatcode.com slash podcast and get started by claiming the killer goodies that I've set aside exclusively for you as a thank you for being a new listener. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to our email list and our YouTube channel so you get our most cutting edge sales cheats sent to you as soon as they're released. Don't wait, do it right now. I can't wait to meet up with you for our next episode and I'll talk to you soon.